up, everybody? It's your draft queens, Kate and Michelle. On a Friday morning, we're recording live. You're going to get this into your earballs just as we are recording it. Uh, but before we do, good morning, Michelle, and happy Friday to you from the happiest place on earth. I'm in Orlando, Florida, baby, at Disney World. Good morning. Ah, oh, there it is. I'm I'm like so jealous. Happy Friday. Uh, you literally are having the happiest Friday that could be imaginable at this current moment. I love that for you. Thank you so very much. I have to tell you, uh, it was a little touch and go here for a second. I'm glad we're recording live on a Friday morning because uh, the last two days... I've been in a hurricane. There's been a literal hurricane Nicole down here. That is true. That is true. I'm glad to I'm glad to see that you've uh, you've come out alive and relatively unscathed, I believe. Unbelievable time, uh, all things considered. Like we said last week on the mic, uh, we're going to Disney World, baby. It's very football appropriate, very apropos, but it's been a good time down here. It was touch and go, like I said. Wasn't sure if we would actually get this recording in with the weather, but... Here we are always pulling the rabbit out of our hats. Yeah, indeed. And just in time for week 10, start, sit, uh, after a riveting game on Thursday night football. Believe it or not, the Carolina Panthers pulled out a win over the Falcons. Didn't see that one coming. Also, laughing my ass off watching it, thinking like when when Amazon booked the, or, or the NFL booked this for Thursday night football, like, did they think that was going to be a, a good match? <laughs> like, that's terrible for Thursday Night Football, everybody. But congrats to the Panthers for uh, pulling out a win there. You know, I was going to ask. That was going to be my just one thing today is I was um, I was busy drinking around the world at Epcot last night. So I am wicked hungover. But um, not actually. We were in bed by 8 o'clock, which is fantastic. <laughs> everyone fine. everyone was good. done. Um, but but that being said, I didn't watch Thursday Night Football, so I was curious what happened last night and also before we look forward to what's going to happen for Week 10 Start Set. So it was uh, kind of a wash? Uh, it was, tw- yeah, it was 25 uh, to 15. 25-15, yeah. 25-15, the Panthers eked out uh, a win over the 4-6 and six Falcons. Um, there was a rushing touchdown mm. uh, from, from, a, uh, from a kickoff. Uh, it seems as though Mariota had a pass to Drake London. Deonta Foreman got in the end zone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I was I was very surprised. I think these are two very crappy teams, as we've we've talked about on the mic before. Especially, I usually poo poo on the Falcons, but I I thought they would win that game, and here we are. They did not. Here we are. They continue to thrill us with how much they lose. Oh well. Oh, well, looking ahead to the rest of yes, week let's look 10, ahead. Yes. a few quick injury updates uh, that everyone should keep an eye on. Josh Allen, potential elbow injury. Oh, my We're God. a very close eye on him. Pay attention to this, everybody. This is a game changer for all of your fantasies, for your bets this week, for the projections of this game, etc. Keep an eye on this. Uh, obviously, the Bills are having an incredible season thus far. This is not a moment for the Bills to uh, gamble uh, with their uh, quarterback. He did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, keep an eye out on that one. We don't have the final decision on that, um, but hopefully we'll be able to give you uh, a couple of quarterbacks that you could snag should you need to. Uh, Gus Edwards, also be aware of that one on uh uh, Baltimore wor- worried about that one. The good news for him mm-hmm. is he's on bye this week. Uh, other other injuries: Romeo Dobbs, Josh Reynolds, Deion Jackson. Man, Deion Jackson <laughs> had a moment to shine 
being, uh, you know, with Jonathan Taylor being out and now there's an injury there. So keep an eye on those, most specifically Josh Allen. And uh, just as a reminder, thank goodness we don't have six bye weeks this week. That was way yeah. too many. NFL, if if anyone from the NFL is listening, six teams on bye in one week too many. is frankly just too many. There <laughs> were only two games on at 4 o'clock last week, and mm-hmm. that is a letdown. Please don't do that again. Um this week, there are only four teams on by, and those would be the Jets, the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Patriots. Okay, and I am just fine with that because four <laughs> teams, that's about my absolute max. I agree. Six was way too many last week, plus all of these injury updates, plus how we strategize for week 10. So I say we go ahead and get into it. Let's talk week 10. Start, sit, start, sit, sit, sit. start, sit, starting with quarterbacks. Uh, all right, so as we mentioned, keep an eye out on Josh Allen um, with other quarterbacks such as Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow on by this week. You may be looking on the waivers or going to your bench for a quarterback that you might not always start. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have Jimmy G, he's coming off by. He scored at least 20 fantasy points in his last four starts. He'll definitely be looking to keep this going against the Rams. The Rams obviously have not had uh, the showing this season coming off the Super Bowl that they would want. They give up lots of points. Um, and look, Jimmy's out there to prove some shit. You know what I mean? And yeah. so he he may be available uh, on the waivers. Uh, if he is, hopefully you were able to snag him. If you've been stashing him, good on you. I think this is a great week uh, to start him with uh, an awesome matchup ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Love to see it from Jimmy G. We've been waiting for this from Jimmy G. And uh, I'm looking forward to it against the Rams because the Rams, quite frankly, this this week and this whole season are not looking exactly like I anticipated, which is a good thing for the Niners. The Niners are on the upswing, um, as are potentially. And I cannot, cannot believe I'm saying this on record right now. Uh, I picked up Chase Claypool because Justin Fields is having a moment, and I it's, think it's very he may true. Be a start. It's very true. I I think he's I think he's definitely a start. He's he's gone from the shaky beginnings of last season and even the beginning of this season uh, on a total upward swing. Uh, he's got fourteen. So he's got fourteen touchdown passes, and while I want to focus on that for a minute because we've talked a lot about Justin Fields not being a throwing quarterback. He's always had the mm-hmm. upside of of his ability to rush. He's got over 400 rush yards in the last four games. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, he's got the, fa- the 14 passing touchdowns. So he really is, in my opinion, quickly becoming you know, a, uh, a double threat here, a la a Lamar Jackson or someone like that. So, uh, if you've got Justin Fields and you've been riding that train, now is the time you will not be taking him out of your lineup. Um, they have a great, uh, matchup this week against, uh, Detroit, who again, Detroit's been playing some great football. They haven't been able to pull out a many wins, but they've been playing good football. However, they give up a lot of points. They do. So this is going to be a very interesting matchup. I think there's a lot of starts uh, in this Chicago-Detroit game, Justin Fields being one of them. Completely, completely agree with that. Um, I also, I mean, not to belabor the point here, really, or the point, but 
Um, yeah, the Lions are a fantastic matchup for them. Two and six. I can't believe they're two and six. They've actually, in my opinion, had a better season than a two and six season, but going up against the three and six Chicago Bears, fantastic matchup for Justin Fields. Uh, it'll be an opportunity this week for him to shine. Now, my next question will be who we sit. And there's one particular quarterback who I have had a really difficult time with this season. Every season, I feel like I say this with Derek Carr, and I want him to be a start, Michelle. But the Raiders just do not look good, and they cannot look better than even like a break-even team. I don't understand it. I think Derek Carr is a sick, but I need to hear from you because it really, it wrenches my gut, especially with Devontae Adams, to say that Derek Carr is a sick. Yeah, I mean, look, Devontae uh, had a massive week, uh, you know, what, one or two weeks ago. Uh, but it's just, it's not, it's not enough. It, it's just it's not, not enough. You've got, you've got Devontae Adams having a breakout here and there. You've got Darren Waller dealing with injury. You've got Josh Jacobs not really right. holding up. I don't know. I, I expected this Raiders team to be so much better than they are. In fact, in the offseason when they picked up Devontae, look, they ended last season really strong, yeah. like really strong. And yeah. then when they made the trade for Devontae Adams, I was like, game changer. This is over. Like the Raiders are going to come out on fire next year. This team's going to go to the playoffs. This team's going to crush it. And it just, it, something is not clicking. They're not able to pull out, you know, great wins. Derek Carr, not very impressive, you know, on, uh, uh, you know, from a fantasy perspective. He's got 11 touchdowns and five interceptions. Not a great ratio. Um, I, I don't I don't think he's a, a strong start at all. Um, and while I realize uh, I believe they're playing uh, Indy this week, I know Indy's not yeah. that great either, but if there's anything that's been working on Indy, it's been the defense. So I, was gonna uh, say. I really don't, I don't like Derek Carr this week, you know, with, with all those things being considered. I completely fucking agree. I was going to say the exact same sentiment about the Colts. The only thing that's working for the Colts is their defense. I mean, if you look at the numbers – the last nine weeks, or eight weeks if you consider the bye, but the last nine weeks, nothing has been clicking except their defense. So I feel like it's going to be a continued uphill battle for the Raiders. It's going to be a continued uphill battle somehow for Derek Carr, even with Devontae Adams. I don't think this is their week either. I think you're right. I think he's a sit. Uh, another sit, and this is just an LOL. I think we've maybe said this a, a couple of times. Honestly, sit Aaron Rodgers, and at this point, drop him. I don't even know why you'd be carrying this friggin' dead weight on your fantasy team right no. now. They, they've they had a decently easy schedule and they are unable to pull out wins. He does not look like the Aaron Rodgers of years past. And now they've got matchups against an undefeated Philadelphia team, mm -hmm. the Cowboys, who whose defense is spectacular, the Titans. Like if they can't win against good uh, against crappy teams, I, they are DOA on their next four or five you know games with these matchups. Yeah. So, Aaron Rodgers is not only a sit, but honestly a drop for me. I, I just think when you talk about people like Justin Fields or Jimmy G or Trevor Lawrence or are these younger guys, Daniel Jones, like there's a lot of these yeah. like younger you know, guys that are, are stepping up, they are consistent and Aaron Rodgers is not. And I know it That's probably right. pains people to think like, how could I not play him? How could I drop him? Well, go look at the stats and then you'll realize why. I completely agree. And it's been a theme for like the back half, at least the last couple weeks for draft Queens in terms of our analyses. Um, it's been a theme just in terms of the quarterbacks who are aging out of being 
the stars of the show. And I yeah. will say this a million times over. Fucking Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, man. So happy to sit him. So happy to drop him. Love to see it. Oh, Sorry man. to all. all right. Go Pack Go. Let's talk uh, some running backs here. So I, I, we talked about Justin Fields. We talked about this Chicago-Detroit game. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game just from the way that Justin's playing um, and also from the way Jamal Williams is playing. Uh, DeAndre Swift has been injured. Jamal Williams has stepped up big time in his absence. He is a beast in the red zone. He literally is like it. He's incapable of not getting into the to the end zone when yeah. they're in the red zone. They feed him the ball. He is a bulldozer out there. Um, he's played about sixty five percent of the snaps, he, or I should say, he played sixty five percent of the snaps last mm-hmm. week, even though DeAndre Swift was back. So they're clearly leaning on him. I understand it's a, a split back situation, which a lot of times we say is like not great. However, Jamal Williams is the guy that they are trusting. He is the guy that's eating up the red zone opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I do think that playing against the Bears this week is going to lend itself to a lot of points being scored. So um, if you were lucky enough, I, I don't think Jamal Williams was drafted in a lot of leagues, but he was picked no. up on waivers fairly early <clears throat> in the season with the DeAndre Swift uh, injury. And honestly, it's continued to pay off. And I, I think it, 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 it will continue to do so. Huh. Very, very, very interesting. So I've got another question for you. This isn't necessarily a split back situation, uh, but I've been thinking a lot about uh, the Broncos backfield only because the Titans Broncos face off at 4 p.m. on Sunday. Um, I've been excited for that game just by virtue of these two teams being mediocre and I want to see, and I'm a Titans fan, so I would like to see how this goes down. Now, would you recommend starting anyone in the Broncos backfield this week? Um, I, I tend to continue to swing to the, to the effect of Broncos in general are a sit for me. And I've been curious about that. Uh, yeah, I feel like that backfield is a bit too crowded and confusing. It, there's like five different guys. I, like you got Latavius Murray, you got Chase Edmonds, you got Melvin Gordon. You got like I don't I don't know who the guy is. And I, look, I don't think they know who the guy is either. It's not just us that that doesn't know. Yeah. They don't they don't know. I think they're trying to work out a lot of kinks over there. Uh, you know, with Russell Wilson, etc. And so I don't I don't feel like any of these guys are really very trustworthy at, you know, at the moment. And I mean, Mm -hmm. how do you feel about like the, how do you feel about the Titans D? I feel, I mean, if you caught, and this is actually probably a good segue into one other sit, but um, if you caught the, uh, the Sunday night football game last week, which was uh, Titans chiefs at chiefs, it was unbelievable. Like, smash mouth gridiron football defense it was gritty it was fantastic to watch and i feel like watching the titans actually come to life defensively and especially like coaching staff the coaching staff in tennessee is i mean they're defensive specialists so i love to see it I think it's going to be real trouble for the Broncos this week. And also, let me let me just segue into one other sit, uh, and then we'll give you some starts for people to actually start for running backs. But <laughs> watching the Chiefs play, it was yeah. really difficult. And I've gotten actually a ton of people asking me about uh, Pacheco, who is the other chain to uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire over on yep. the Chiefs. And generally... 
I just don't like either of them. I don't think yeah. that Hilaire is a start. I don't think Pacheco is a start. I just don't feel good about it, especially after watching last Sunday. So curious for your thoughts. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I, I I feel like this is another situation where there's there's a handful of guys in that backfield. Uh, Edwards Alaire being one of them. Pacheco be, Pacheco being another one. McKinnon being another one. I I just don't know who the person is. And I don't either. If I if I have to say anything, like watching a Pacheco play, that guy's got electricity, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire doesn't. So exactly. I don't like. I don't like Edward Solaire. I don't like that there's too many people in that backfield, similar to uh, you know the Broncos. And and frankly, I don't look to either one of those teams uh, for a starting running back this week. I completely agree. And yeah, definitely want to clarify that for all the people who have been asking about that backfield. Now, we've got a lot of sits. Let's talk about who to start in lieu of the Broncos, in lieu of the Chiefs. Who are we putting in that starting spot this week? Uh, so we talked about Jamal Williams. We love that one. Ride that one for sure as a start. Um, I also like to see Antonio Gibson uh, in some lineups this week. I think the commanders have been mediocre at best. Not saying this is a, you know, a uh, explosive offense over here. Uh, however, J.D. McKissick uh, has been dealing with a neck injury. It doesn't look like he's going to play. We talked a little bit about Brian Robinson uh, coming back from his gunshot wound injury. Not explosive there either. Uh, again, I don't. I don't think any of these guys are like, you know, major, uh, you know, massive like running back contenders. However, I do think that there's a big opening here um, for Antonio Gibson to get more involved in this offense. Uh, he hasn't scored a touchdown in a handful of weeks. Maybe this is the week that he gets back in the end zone. Um, so I, I, I kind of like Antonio Gibson this week. I see him on an upward trend um, for sure. Okay, I love it, and I'm with it. Now, let's talk about pass catchers, because I feel like this is going to be a really great week for pass catching, especially given some of the most electric throwing teams that we've seen. Um, I think we need to start where is most obvious in terms of starts, and that is looking at the Arizona wide receiving core, looking absolutely fantastic with the return of DeAndre Hopkins from the dead. He is back and he looks absolutely fantastic. Um, along with that, all ships are rising. And if you don't see Rondell Moore available on your trending waivers, then I will be shocked. Uh, slash he's probably gotten picked up. Um, Rondell Moore finally having a moment over in Arizona. I am thrilled to see it, and hopefully he's still available on your waivers because he's a start for me this week. Michelle, how about for you? Yeah, I, I love that one. I, I think he is a tremendous slot receiver on that team. I think even with uh, DeAndre Hopkins coming back, he's been getting a ton of targets, um, and I think that will continue to happen. So I really like Rondell Moore this week. Uh, also a guy that we haven't really talked about, you know, uh, but we, we should be talking about him a bit more. It seems as though AJ Brown has like really settled into his new home as the number one receiver. I think it took a little bit. He, he didn't score his first touchdown, you know, till the, the third week. Um, and then again, it was two more games until he got, you know, his second touchdown. Uh, but that, that game that he played two weeks ago against Pittsburgh, you know, where he went off for 156 yards and three touchdowns, he got in the end zone again last week against Houston. Yeah. They're playing Washington, Indy, and Green Bay in their next three games. This team is undefeated, and they are absolutely finding their rhythm. I think this offseason move has finally 
reached its pinnacle of why they traded for him and A.J. Brown is a star on that team. God, it's good to watch. I mean, he looks fantastic. I love his chemistry with Hurts. I love that they were high school teammates together. I love that they're connecting. The Titan in me is a little bit sad, but it is strongly <laughs> outweighed by how good they look. Um, so I am thrilled for Eagles fans. They look fucking fantastic, and they could make that Super Bowl run if I'm being so bold. But Oh, um, yeah, for sure. And, and, and look – while AJ Brown is stepping into the role, look, they're they're using multiple running backs. Jalen Hurts can run, but the you know on the flip side of the coin here, as as mm. as you're putting AJ Brown into your lineup, I I think Devonta Smith owners are taking him out of their lineup. Um, mm. His target his target share is is pretty low. He only has two games the entire season with double digit targets. Um, he's only found the end zone twice. And as I just mentioned, with with things like, you know, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, multiple guys in the back, you know, field that are rushing, but also mm-hmm. catch passes, and A.J. Brown just being the star receiver that he is. Not to mention, you know, Dallas Goddard being a beast out there. Unfortunately for Devonta Smith owners, uh, his, his value has gone down, and I think That's he's right. a sit this week. That's right. That's right. Totally agree. Um, all right, so we are at the point where we have just a couple more pass catchers to talk about, but these are our tight ends, so let's talk about them a little bit. Um, I got to start with a really fantastic surprise for my lineup. Um, this past week, I know that we recommended in week nine that Hawkinson might be a little slow to start after the trade deadline, moving from the Lions to the Vikings. It might take him a minute or even a week to settle in. Turns out, I, I'm wrong. He settled in just <laughs> fine with the Vikings. Um, I know you love Kirk Cousins. The Vikings in general have been like a little bit viral this week because of their like plane dancing. Everyone was celebrating because the Vikings look good. And TJ Hawkinson is part of that mix. I loved watching him last week and I loved his debut on the Vikings. Uh, he had a good week, Michelle. I think that he is a start in week 10, even against the Bills defense, which honestly looked a little bit shaky against the Jets if I might say in week nine so yeah could be a good opportunity for Hawkinson entering your lineup and starting hey as we said I didn't think he was going to get involved in the offense this quick clearly he is and I think that they will keep uh going to him they play the Bills this week which probably means they're playing from behind which means they probably have to be throwing the ball mm. um and so that that bodes well for for someone that's a uh, Hawkinson owner this week um also, as we've discussed on this uh, on this show so far, with uh, with Justin Fields continuing to step up his play, uh, I think that Cole Komet becomes a really interesting you know yes. tight end and pass catcher. Like he is a sol- he's solid in general, but when you don't have a quarterback that's throwing the ball very much, it's sort of a moot point. Now that Justin Fields is starting to get the ball you know in the air more consistently, um, Cole Komet is on the receiving end of that and. He uh, is definitely reaping the uh, the benefits over there on Chicago. Yeah, I love that. I can't believe that we're propping up the Bears. But you make a really good point because it's sort of moot, to your point. Tight ends are a little bit moot if your quarterbacks aren't doing their thing. And we mentioned this at the top of the show a little bit. Um, but keeping in mind the uh, quarterbacks who are not – out but down um obviously Josh Allen is one with an elbow injury but another person to keep an eye on is Matt Stafford and not throwing the ball necessarily on the Rams to Tyler Higby which has been a surprise for me this season I do have Hawkinson in one of my lineups I have Tyler Higby in the other and it's been a little bit touch and go 
So I, I fear that Tyler Higby is on the down on a downward trend. I fear that Matt Stafford is a big part of that. Um, yeah. And he's a little bit injured. So it's just the Rams aren't panning out quite as nicely as I think we would have hoped. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. He was on the upward trend for, for the first few games of the season. I think he's on a downward trend right now. And there's other quarter uh, there's other tight ends uh, that you could plug into your lineup that will uh, have a bit more uh but a boom opportunity than 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 he will. Um, I also realized I said this incorrectly at the beginning of the show, but I still stand by starting and picking up Jimmy G. They are playing the Chargers, not the Rams. Either way, Chargers D not ah, that great either. But I, I did do. mess that up, so apologies. But still, start Jimmy G. That's okay. We can't be perfect, but we're pretty damn close. Uh- <laughs> we try. We try. We try. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I think that for Week Ten, that pretty much rounds out. Uh, where it is we're at and where it is we're going. So, um, but that's not the end of our episode because we have a very important final segment and that is our Draft Queen's bet of the week. We only pick one bet. You can follow us all weekend as we track it. But Michelle, Moneyline Michelle, we need to know, are you going to go same game parlay today? Are you going to go multi-game parlay? Are you taking the money line? Where are you at? So I'm looking at these matchups this week. I have done, I've done pretty good the last two weeks with my player props, both mm-hmm. with Tony Pollard and then last week with Tua. So I think I'm going to go away from the player prop this week and maybe okay. do a little mon- money line, Michelle. Um, we've talked about a few of these games um, already. So why don't, why don't we do a little multi-game money line parlay here uh, with the likes of, uh, I like I like the Bears. I'm going all money lines here. Unbelievable. The, I, I almost feel like I need to memorialize this, that we are so hot on the Bears this week. I know, I know. Unbelievable. I hope it's I hope I'm not cursing them or, or like or or something by, by doing this, but I'm gonna go money line three team parlay with the Bears, mm-hmm. the Titans, yeah, baby, and the Steelers. Wow. That is that's a that's a bet, Michelle. That's, that's a bet. That's a bet right there. So we talked a little bit about the Trust. Titans. I, you you amped me up talking about uh how solid that defense looked and how it abysmal the Broncos offense have looked. So I, I, I really like that one. I think the Bears are gonna continue look, the Bears are three and six and the, the Lions are two and six. I'm not saying just because Justin Fields is on a high that the Bears are like the best team in the league here, by any means. But I like I like the uh, I like the way that the team is trending. I like that they're playing at home, um, and I expect a lot of points to be scored there. So I'm going to roll with the the the, the Bears since we talked about them. Yep. And then we didn't talk much about it, but another three and six versus two and six team is the Saints versus the Steelers this week. Um, Steelers coming off by uh, playing at home. Both of these teams are a little bit confusing to me, but I do think that the Steelers are trying to find their stride. So yeah, I'm going to go Titans Bears. Pittsburgh, wow. all to get a win. Moneyline, Michelle, you heard it here first. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> this might be the riskiest but most exciting bet yet. So, as every week, I always look forward to it. Um, This has been a lot of fun. I have to tell you, um, like I said, I'm down in Disney World, happiest place on earth. Nothing is happier to me than sitting and having a conversation about football in the happiest place in the world. So, hey, this has been fun. Is- that is fantastic. We love it. And I hope that uh, we've given you, given you some good info for uh, week 10 here. That's right. Uh, we will be back 
on Monday. So don't think this is the end. This is not. This is not the end. We'll be back in your earballs on Monday morning uh, where we have the huddle, which is our weekly sports headline wrap-up from the last week or so. So tune in on Monday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and then we will be again next Friday uh, checking in with you all for week 11 of fantasy football. So follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts, follow along with us. If you love us, leave us five stars. I'm telling you, it actually does help. Uh, but we will be back in your earballs on Monday morning, so don't forget about us. And Michelle, have a great week 10 of fantasy football. I'll see you on Monday.